I'm Phil Rickaby, and I am a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. I'm Jess Gorman, and I am a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Introvert Guide 2, the number 2, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. All right, Jess, I have, I have, a, I have a situation for you to imagine. Lay it on me. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've worked a full day. You've come home. You've made dinner. You've had dinner. You're sitting down. To the end of the day, you're just starting to relax. The day is dropping away. That relaxation is just starting to hit so right. And then there is a knock at your door. No. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> or, or conversely. Okay. It's the weekend. You have nothing planned it is the time is yours your time is your own you have nothing you're going to do you're settling down to be like this is a weekend of sloth and then there's a knock on the door and it's somebody who wants to spend time out with you we were just in the neighborhood and thought we'd drop in go away <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> no. no that's the worst oh my gosh you know I there is only one person on planet Earth who is allowed to do that to me. And that's my grandpa, and that is it. That is it. The man is 91 years old and is the cutest person to open up the door to. I love it. Everyone else, don't you dare. Don't. I was trying to think, number one, is there anybody who would do that to me? And like anybody, can, is there anybody who has done that to me? Now, I live in apartments... So it's a little more, people don't tend to drop in in the same way when it's an apartment building, but like, there's nobody who would do that to me. And, and if anybody is thinking that they should, that they might do it, I quote my friend, Jess Gorman, don't <laughs> just don't. You can find Phil at this address. No. Stop. <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. We will not. <laughs> the thing is, there's there like that kind of uninvited guest. There's really two types. One is the person who is canvassing or soliciting. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, there is only one kind of solicitor that is permitted to come to my door. And if they are not carrying girl guide cookies, get the fuck out. That's. That was going to be my guess. I'm like, is it going to be a girl guide? Because, oh if my gosh. If it's not girl guide cookies, oh. I don't want it. Is it bad that, like, I won't even answer the door for a girl guide cookie? Like, I'll oh, come to the grocery not. store. <laughs> the, you can find them at grocery stores, and I love it. I know you can. And I, my preference would be that they don't come to the door. Mm -hmm. and tell your parents to, like, post. Because now I see, like, parents who are like, my kid's got girl guide cookies. And everybody's like, I'll take some. And that's how they do most of the sales now. Don't come to my door. But I mean, if you did, if I was in the right mood, I might open the door and like get some Girl Guide cookies. 
But it might not, it better not be one of those like you can have those cookies in three to six weeks. No, you better have them with you right now. <laughs> Don't make me wait for the girl guide cookies. That is I'm not playing. It's it's been a long time since a girl guide's probably been to your door because of that very reason. Yes. You did you scare them, Phil? I did not. I did not. They don't. They, girl guides don't tend to go door to door. I think maybe at one time they did. Yeah. When I was young. When I was young. Times, yeah, in the ancient times. Yeah. I was young. The not so ancient times, the more recent times. When you were young, but they don't really do that anymore. No, and thank goodness they don't. But, like, I don't want, I don't want people selling things to come to my door. And I mostly don't want, like, if it's if it's election season, I mostly don't want somebody to come to my door. I, I to be honest, I go back and forth because there's times when I would like to feel like, as a as an apartment dweller, that I matter to po- uh, politicians because I don't, because they don't believe that we vote, so they don't come to the door. And so sometimes I'm like, they should be coming to my door. But then I'm also like, if they did that, would they? Would I answer? Yeah, really? Would you? I don't know. And sometimes it's like somebody who's obviously, it's either they're doing like, and I'm for those who are listening, air quotes, charity canvassing. Mm. Somebody who's like, here's a charity you've never heard of before. And I'm collecting dollars. And I'm like, yeah, you're just like trying to raise money for yourself. Yeah. But somebody coming to the door who's like a person you know. Mm-hmm. And who's like that whole like, we were in the neighborhood and thought we'd drop in. That is such a violation. It's rude. It's rude. Like, honestly, I I have one friend who does that, but they have the courtesy to be around the corner and say, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. You're probably not in the mood for a guest, but just letting you know. And if not, no problem. And guess what? I have had, I have had to tell them, no, thank you. And you know what they do? They give a little smile and go, okay, maybe next time. And that's it. Personally, that is perfect. If you, instead of dropping in, a little text message that says, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. What you doing? Do you want to hang out? That is perfectly acceptable. Yes. As long as you understand that I will leave you on read if I'm not in the mood. I, it'll be like, oh, I didn't see your message when you were around the corner. Sorry, I missed you. I just saw a shiver down your spine. Like, I, I, could, I can swear I saw the moment it happened. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I, think, I think the text message is the only way to do it. If you do not announce that you were coming, mm-hmm. you don't get to come in. Now, I am going to tell you on the flip side of that, I had a friend who did ask me you know hey i'm around the corner blah 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 the same thing and i didn't answer them i just wasn't in the mood i wasn't in the mood i'm tired i've been talking all day and i just got the tv on i'm good what happens 10 minutes later they rang your doorbell mm-hmm. and they said hey i you know i texted you and i didn't hear from you so i just want to make sure you were okay and i told them i was like yeah i saw that but i just was so tired that i wanted to do nothing the person who texts and then comes to your door when you don't respond. That's the same no, as calling. That, yeah, it's the same yeah. as calling and they are no friend of yours. No, no. And thank goodness, like, we did grow apart after that. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That is not somebody that you actually want to be, like, coming over because there's something. Listen, if you text me and I don't respond, there's probably a good reason for it. And a good reason for it might be, I don't feel like responding right now. That's valid. That's perfectly valid. Perfectly valid. And and I do it frequently. <laughs> How frequently? <laughs> I want to be clear. There are people I don't do it to. But there are other people I just like. I don't do it as often as my friend Jess Gorman. But I don't do it. I don't do that. You have as much as admitted to doing that on this show. I have. I have. If we had the ability to go back and just have a montage of the of every like single all of the, time. All of the times that you would admit Every to single it, time. I, we could, but that takes more effort than I'm going to put into editing this show. Our listeners will flood us. <laughs> they, will. they know. I'm sure <laughs> they, they know. know. They know. 
you know what doesn't happen so much anymore, and I'm so glad that it doesn't. Hmm. Um, religious canvassers don't so much come to your door anymore. I'll speak for yourself. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? But here's the thing. You live in the metropolis, okay? You you live in Toronto, big city. I live in a few steps down from that, but I live in suburbia where down the street you can find like 10 churches. So it happens. And when it does, I'm very quick and I've gotten really good at it of opening the door and going, oh, thank you. But you know what? I've got everything I need spiritually. I'm good. Have a good day. And I've been really quick to close the door. That's really good. I yeah. did have a time when when like the Jehovah's Witnesses were coming to the door on the regular, but I at one point I lived in the neighborhood where there was a Jehovah's Witness Kingdom Hall. Mm-hmm. And I learned because they never came to the door when I lived in that neighborhood. They apparently don't shit where they church. <laughs> so they never came to the door. Now that's a t shirt. <laughs> They don't shit where they church? That's it. That's the one. Hallelujah. <laughs> I did. I did. Years ago, I lived in an apartment and the Jehovah's Witnesses came more regularly than I would have than I would have liked. Mm-hmm. And they did not. There was not a polite knock on the door. It was not like a soft little polite knock. Well, they're trying to save your soul, Phil. Like, it's pretty urgent. Like- it, was, it was a cop knock. It was like a good, solid, like, bang, 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 bang at the door. Like, as though, like, there's, like, an, I understand, you know, the saving the soul thing, fine. But, like, it's not that urgent. I'm in my pajamas, you know? And it was regular. One day, and I would I would ignore it occasionally. I'd, like, go, first time I was like, well, who's knocking like that? And I look out, and there's, like, little old lady or something. There's the people, and I, that's when I, I opened the door. And I think that's why they kept coming, because once I opened the door, but after that, I would hear that knock and I wouldn't answer it. But one one day I was like in my apartment and I was making like a sandwich, <laughs> like a uh, like a roast beef or a bologna sandwich. I'm putting on some mayonnaise on the thing mm-hmm. and they come and they knock and I'm like, oh, like they cop knock and then they cop knock again. And I'm like, they're going to go away. And then they cop knock a third time. And I'm like, so I get up and I just go to the door and I whip open the door. I've still got the knife in my hand with the mayonnaise <laughs> dripping off it. No. And I'm like, no. what did you want? Oh my gosh. And then? They never came back after that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a butter knife dipped in mayo right by my door. And I am going to use it. Yeah, I solved my problem. That's it. Episode done. <laughs> what did we learn today? Mayo night. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it can be more difficult. It's fine if you don't know the people, right? Or if you are willing to let the relationship go, like with a friend that like texts and then is like, I didn't hear from you, so I thought I'd drop in and make sure that you're okay, which is such bullshit. Yeah, that's no. <clears throat> But if you have family members that like to drop in, I understand your grandfather, really cute to open the door to, and he's old. He, you know, he probably doesn't text. No, no. But anyone else who's like, you know, knocking on the door and it's like your uncle or your aunt or something. You have no business doing that. You have no business doing that. Absolutely not. Like that's what the family text chain is for, okay? Yes. Yeah. Like I've I've gone like I've never had, I'll be honest, I've never had a problem with my family dropping in unexpectedly. If they do, they know that A, I'm in an okay mood to have somebody over. And and B like they're a bunch of introverts too. They get it. Then it's one of those things of like, I'm just worried about you and I just want to come see you, right? I'm okay with that. But I think I have more of the issue of the friends that I I love them so much. And thankfully, it has not happened for a few years. But when it did, it was really, really tough. But I've gotten really good at being able to say, 
hey, you caught me at a bad time. What's going on? But not letting them in the door. Yeah, that's important. That's it. You just you just keep it at the front door conversation. You can lean against the door frame or you lean on the, the door handle. You, you can't see folks, but I'm leaning. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Be like, hey, like, what's going on? Were you meaning to say something? No, I was doing a bit. I was doing like, you know, your arm is up over the thing and you're blocking the, the door. You're like, I'm not letting you in this house. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. That's what my is. body language says. Absolutely. And you know what? Foolproof. I used to make the mistake of saying, hey, what's going on? Listen, I can't talk too long. But if you want to come in, I used to, I was waiting oh, light. I was. Can't, and then, can't do yeah. That. No, you can't. You can't. If you don't want them in, you can't give the invitation. You have to make it very clear that I'm I'm not available right now. Yeah. Because sure. that's on them. It is. Yeah. It's not rude. Yeah. When it's somebody that I don't know, I used to live in a, a, a house like an apartment in a house on the ground floor or any place with a window, you got to watch this. Like somebody's like at your door, if there's like a window on the, on the door and it's an unexpected person and you're doing the whole, like, I don't want them to know that I'm home, but you don't want to get up. And so you do like the, if there's a window, you do the slide off the couch. Yes. Onto the floor. So they don't see you. I've done that. I can just imagine being the person at your door and they see the shadow of like the bald head at the couch and with each passing knock and the head just sinks. They just see it sinking down. <laughs> just just further. Like, almost like slithering to just the slide until it's on the floor. Where'd the head yeah. go? <laughs> the other thing that I've gotten really good at, I'm 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 a very quiet person. I don't wear shoes in the house unless I am working. So um, I'm really good at like very quietly going to the apartment door and looking out the looking out the people just to see like right they're knocking at the door but I mean is this somebody that I would want to like is it cookies no forget uh, no I think I with that being said though have the um oh wait I don't know if I don't know because I know you live in an apartment building but like have you ever had the signs that go in your mailbox that say no flyering no canvassing soliciting anything like that well. It is very rare in Toronto to have a mail slot in your door, mm-hmm. right? I know two people who do. They live in an apartment building that has a mail slot in their door, so their mail comes to them. They don't have a they don't have a thing, and it. Do, I I just assume that it doesn't matter if I put a note in the mailbox, like my apartment mailbox. For for one thing, I have to open and I have to print off the sticker. I have to reach back to where the postman is going to see it post person is going to see it and stick it down so that it's not going to like come up it's a lot of work to do that i'm mostly lazy but in in the places where i have seen where they have like the door mail slot i've seen lots of signs that are like no flyers or things like that no unsolicited mail and i don't actually know if that works yeah it doesn't <laughs> It does not work. No, I have one on my mailbox. Yeah, no, they they still knock. I, I've I've even gone as far as to underline no, and with each knock, I just put another one. No, <laughs> well, I mean you, you've got you've got like the unsolicited mail issue, which is mm-hmm. an issue, which is. Then you have like some note that's like no solicitors, that sort of thing that you want to put on your door, but. Anybody who's like doing like political canvassing, they're not going to, they're going to do it. And if they're, everybody who's selling something will believe that, no, 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 they don't mean me because they want my product. Same with, uh, I hate to say it. No, I do love, I love to say it. Same with the right to life people. Oh yeah. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. No. I even posted a little post-it saying, hey, right to life. You got to knock that off. Yeah. Knock it on off. No, but they still come. <laughs> oh, they do. And this comes down to, I think, the fact that, that the people who are doing the solicitation, they do believe that you want what they're selling, right? That's mm-hmm. how they convince themselves they're going to do it. I'm not soliciting. I'm just trying to share this product. I got news for you. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's, I don't think it's just you and I. I'm pretty sure that there are many introverts who are listening to this show who the idea of of that knock on the door, whether it is somebody they know 
or somebody they don't know is a not a terrifying thing, but it is something that just makes you just like your day is like your evening is ruined. Your day is ruined. You're like, I don't want that. And of course, if you're like, I've, this is bad because sometimes I will feel like, am I a bad person for not answering the door when they knocked? No. Is that? And then I will, then I will think, no, they shouldn't have knocked in the first place. Fuck those guys. But there's a moment of like, because, you know, you're raised in, in a certain way and you're like, oh, but you have to be polite. And you know what? You don't have to be that polite. No, you really don't. No. And like, it's more of a generational thing now at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Like our our grandparents grew up with, if anyone's knocking on the door, you make sure that your living room is all set to have a guest yeah. over. There's a candy bowl. There's something off for dinner. And then as the years go on and the generations go, it's like, it's a faux pas to knock on people's doors now. Yeah. It really is. It, it's rude because no one knew you were, cell phones were invented for this communication to be just more streamlined. And if someone, which I'll I'll tell the story, but if you don't text somebody or call them and you just come on over, that must be a really special relationship because I'm telling you, you could be close to me and I'm still not going to let you in the house. <laughs> I think some people might have issues where like they have a parent who insists on dropping in. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate. I don't have that. And I know that, I know that, you know, my parents for the most part wouldn't appreciate that either. But I know that there are people who, as much as they might not like it, they have a parent who's like, they just drop over. Yep. And they're expected to like welcome this person in and like chat with them for however long that person Absolutely. was. And in-laws with no boundaries. You don't have um, those to you. I do not. Fortunately. That's good. Very fortunate. Yeah. Especially because after, you know, my son was born, everybody was so kind and so gentle. Nobody came over without asking. And when well, I said I was so lucky, very, I got it. I'm sorry to, I, it feels like a brag, but it's one of those things of just, my family was so kind toward my boundaries. Like I had in-laws, bless them, I love them. They're like, hey, we were thinking of coming down this weekend. How are you feeling? And when I was honest and said, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm really not okay right now. Do you know what they did? What? They didn't do the whole, oh, that's okay. You let us know when you're good. It's uh, you know what? You take your time. We'll revisit this conversation another time, but you just make sure you're okay. See, that's ideal. So sweet. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. That's the right thing to do. Yep. Let's say if we did not mm-hmm. have that fortunate situation, if we had a, 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 a parent or parent-in-law who insisted on, on dropping in, mm-hmm. can you think of a way other than pretending you're not there which is a valid a valid way to deal with it as far as I'm concerned. Is there a way to have the conversation to say, uh, this is not okay. Could you please like make sure that you're te- checking with me before you come over? I am so scared of that sort of conflict that I feel like what you just said there is like the perfect starting point of the conversation and I would still be too afraid to say anything but you know immediately my head goes oh maybe I could just tell them you know I oh I can't stay too long I've got to use the washer really badly (laughs) you know but that's not going to work too many times right it's only going to work the once and then you're still screwed but you know I think we as introverts or anybody with an issue with laying out that boundary needs to recognize that there's a difference between boundaries and rudeness. Because if someone's coming over to check on you or they just were in the neighborhood and they thought of you, we have to remember that that is a really kind intention. Um, But there are in-laws or family members or friends who don't have those boundaries and they need to be reminded that other people's lives exist outside of their own. It's like their object permanence has not really developed, right? So they need to remember, I'm living when you're not here. 
And I think those conversations can be done gently and they can be done kindly. And I think maybe some phrasing to work with is, I was really so sweet. You know, just I I am going to, you know, around this time, though, this is about the time when I like to relax. So if you do want to hang out, we can always go for a coffee sometime. There, There's ways of gently reminding about yeah. the time that you have to yourself is very precious. Yeah. No, I agree with that for sure. You really want to make sure. And, and, and although sometimes it might feel like it, the time when they were at the door is not the time to have that conversation. No. As much as you might want to. But if they are a parent that doesn't that doesn't have those boundaries, or they are a person who doesn't have those boundaries, um, they're they are if you they're already hurt if you turn them away, right? So yeah. you can't have that conversation. You're just gonna have to have it at another time and manipulate the like just like to have the the find the moment when you can tell them, you know, it was really nice that you came over. Here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Could you Ooh. Text me first before you come or, over to make sure that I'm available. Or you slide them this episode <laughs> and tell them to fast forward to about, what, 26 minutes, 26, 27 minutes, and they'll listen to, hello, unwanted house guest. You have reached an introvert's dwelling and they are about ready for bedtime. Oh dear, that's embarrassing. It's about time to wrap things up. <clears throat> it's time to use our cell phones and text before we would like to come over. If you notice that it's unread, I would leave it. Don't go. Don't go. They're fine. Yeah, no. You have no. Yeah. yeah. If 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 the message mm -hmm. is left unread, mm -hmm. they haven't read it. Don't wait 10 minutes and then knock on that door. Mm -hmm. We're so glad we had this conversation. Now don't do it again. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a PSA. <laughs> have you, have you, because I know, I know people who, who somehow they have the problem of somehow their in-laws or their parent has a key to their apartment which was given in an emergency for like, if there's an emergency, you can use that. But the parent just uses it as a way to like, just pop in. Oh, hey, just thought I'd pop in. You have keys. Okay. I've had a, I've had a friend have that. Oh, they had a, it was years ago though. They had a baby and they had a, the mother-in-law coming over as often as they wanted. And just eventually the, or her partner had to step in and say, hey, here's the problem. A key, emergencies. Like if we've locked ourselves out or, you know, we're, we're at work and we need you to do something, but it, it's not, it's not a key to get in whenever you want. Yeah. And that's, and it, the conversation had to happen. I'm sorry. It's never happened to me. <laughs> not everyone gets a key to my house. You're very fortunate. You're very fortunate that, that that's never happened to you. I think, Has it ever I think, happened to you? No, because key giving a key, the way that I see it is if somebody gives you a key to their home, mm -hmm. that is a sign of trust and you do not abuse that. If they've given you a key for emergencies or whatever, it is such a sign of trust that you take that key and you only use it for the purpose that that person has asked you to use it for. Mm -hmm. That is the only time it's, accept it's acceptable because anything else is an abuse of the trust that they've that they've put in you to be able to trust you with that key no that's not a thing i don't hand out keys willy-nilly for one thing and i and i don't i don't have a lot of keys people have given me but when that has happened it's 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 like a sacred trust absolutely on social media we asked all right, introverts, has this ever happened to you? You're home and you have no plans and you aren't expecting anyone when suddenly there is a knock, knock, knock at your door. It's either someone selling or canvassing for someone. It's either someone selling or canvassing for something or it is an unexpected friend or family member dropping by. What do you do? Joe says, I sit right there and I keep watching TV. Make an appointment. Well done, Joe. Well, well done. done, Joe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Jackie says, 
I hide. A friend or family member will call or text me. Anyone else shouldn't be knocking on my door. Oh, that's, you know, the answers are just chef's kiss. I like the, I like the hiding because we've all, I mean, whether I think freezing and like being like, like, like not moving and trying to be as still as possible. That counts as hiding. It doesn't have to be like hiding behind the corner. It can be like just silence and not moving, which I have 100% done. Absolutely. Again, what we're, what we're not trying to do, what we're trying to avoid is the bald head being seen and sinking below. We, we want to avoid that. So, or any head, anybody's head, not just my head. We can talk about your, your (laughs) bit too good head, your, or whatever you are, your that your shape of head, whoever is listening, you dear listener, we don't want to see your they we don't want them to see your head sinking below the frame. Betuked. Betuked, yes, I know. It's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> Josh says, This happened to my family all the time. Time off didn't exist where my grandpa was concerned. He'd show up to the house, usually at the crack of dawn, on days when us kids didn't have school. He'd always have a job for us. Usually it involved five-gallon buckets of potatoes or parsnips to peel, corn to shuck, or he had some other chore in mind. We had to be ready to jump up like firefly- firefighters and get it done as quickly as possible to get it over with. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. No. Oh, I don't like that. I want, I'm curious. What's the follow-up? What, did, what ended up happening? I don't know. That's the end of what they wrote. And I feel like, I feel like this is like, this, I mean, this is somebody who obviously had this happen when they were a child. So they didn't have the autonomy to, to be able to say, no, I'm not doing this anymore. But I bet that it has um, informed how they deal with knocks on the door going forward because it would me. Oh, absolutely. And I got a five gallon buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Five gallon buckets. That's a lot of, that's a lot of potatoes or parsnips to peel. Oh my gosh! Listen, I'm Irish, okay. And when I when I hear potato peeling time, it's it's like it's stew time, and I'm getting a flashback. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Tara says instant panic. I'd love to pretend I'm not home, but my dog is not known for that. If I don't know them, I make up an excuse to get rid of them. If I know them, I wonder if the state of my house is acceptable for people. I wonder if the state of my house is acceptable. If I know them, I wonder if the state of my house is acceptable for people and pray they're not staying long. Oh. Tara's kinder than I would be. Yeah. Is there friends? They, if they're friends, they should know better. Yeah, yeah. Like, I have the same thing, though. I'm not going to lie. If somebody's over, immediately my head is like, okay, is the house clean enough? Oh, my gosh. Like, did I even tidy up? And meanwhile, it's, there's like one dish on the counter and that's it but when you were a kid did you did you have parents who were like well we have to keep the house tidy like what if somebody comes over they never were the what if someone comes over they we were just in general the no our house is clean saturday morning get up we're cleaning right yeah i wonder where you get it from i wonder (laughs) (laughs) one more indy says i'm way too canadian so i answer it and then far too often regret the next hour of my life. <laughs> the next hour. <laughs> it's two days for me, especially. Oh, no, like, no, no. Well, no, no, no. The worst part, too, is like if I know who's at the door and I could very well text them the next day and be like, hey, were you at my door? Like, you know, I won't text. I won't. I'm not going to reach out. Don't do it because no, unless, unless you have a ring camera or something like that. You have no no reason to know they were at your door. I would wait for them to be like, oh, hey, I was at your door. I guess you weren't home. I'd be like, yeah, I guess I wasn't home. Yeah, I guess not. And then they have the the audacity to ask you, why are you so busy lately? What you got going on? Can I come? What are no. you doing? Like, no. Yeah, no. We can make an appointment. We can go for coffee. We can yeah. arrange to have coffee. I've heard I have coffee out because coffee at, the, coffee at home often stretches out far too long. Yeah, absolutely. In the words of Joe, make an appointment. That's right. Absolutely. You got to get that on a t-shirt. Make an appointment. There we go. (laughs) Okay, so 
if you go on the internet, extrovert, introvert, we all have the same problem. How do we get rid of the uninvited guests? Now, I've, I want to link two articles here, but I found it so funny. I went on just, just a quick search, you know, um, uninvited house guests advice. What do you do? And I came across a Quora thread and just some of the answers were lovely and I have to read them. Okay. The question was, what is the proper way to ask uninvited guests to leave your home without offense? The first one. Firstly, is it that big of a deal that they're there? If it is a big deal to you, then just quietly say to them, sorry, guys, but I just haven't got room for you. Will we talk about that answer? Yeah, I think we need to talk about that answer. Yeah, we need to take a pause. We need to, we need to, like, I'm sorry, guys, I don't have room for you in my empty apartment. Yeah, like, and the quiet, just say it quietly then. Like, no, that's not going to work. Just like, just like, like lean in. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't have room for you. (laughs) And you have to say it into each of their ears. You have to, yeah, individually, individually. I'm just, I'm just going to scooch in here. I'm going to scooch in. I just don't have room for you in my apartment. I'm going to have to vacate the premises. Thank you so much. Should we, should we get into ASMR? <laughs> Introvert ASMR? Oh, welcome here. Go I'm home. busy. <laughs> give me more. Give me more. Well, I knew a man once who stood up, and as he turned out the lights, he said to his guests, y'all can stay as late as you want, but I'm going to bed. Good night. And then he left the room. There's a certain audacity to that, but I respect it because that's like, if it's your house, you cannot Irish goodbye your own house. No, no. And it, you know what's the worst part is that I, I know people who the one partner will be like, okay, well, I'm off to bed. Good night. Leaving the other one to take care of it. I could never do that ever, ever. But I know- no. I know a few couples who have done it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to call them out. No, but I think that you have to have an understanding with your partner to be able to do that. You really have to be able to 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 understand that one of you is just going to have to bail, and they're going to have to deal with it, and they have to be okay with that. Because if that's something you're just dropping on them and they didn't know about it, that is a discussion for later. Oh, absolutely. Them spiting words. Absolutely. Can you you imagine if Steve did that to you? And he was just like, well, I want to go to bed. Have a good night. And you're left to deal with the people. The rage rage that I'm seeing on your face right now. I was going to say, is this, would this go on YouTube? Because that face was genuine horror of, I I will kill him. (laughs) Kill him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he will, <laughs> like deserved it. He will. Because here's the thing. We got married. We're one flesh. Okay? We're cleaved together. You're coming down with me, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I love your interpretation of, of, of man and woman are one flesh is that if I go down, you're coming with me. We're going down. And here's, then one way to, here's one way to deal with that, though. If your partner does that to you and they're like, well, I'm going to bed, you wait like five minutes. And then you go, all right, everybody, party's upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. You'd be like, oh, my gosh, you all have to come see our bed sheets. They are soft. Everyone climb in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can I can be homey. That's I a different kind of party. Hmm. Oh. Oh. That's a way to get rid of them. <laughs> you gently look at the clock and go... Oh, it's 8.45. Y'all are welcome to come upstairs, but I have a ritual. And then you stare at them for a long time. You know, you really you really want to make sure that you don't have a friend who's going to be like, oh, a ritual. <laughs> I know. I know. So, damn it. You really want to make sure that you know the people that are in the room because there's going to be somebody who's like, yeah. oh, really? I want to see. 
Yeah, you only have to, you can only use that if you know you are going to be the, like, the most, the weirdest one in the room. It, yeah. It's it's not going to work if you know someone's going to out-weird you. Yeah, you better be sure about who the weirdos are in your group. Now, the last one, I actually thought this was really cute. Okay. The late great advice columnist Ann Landers wrote that she put on a hat when she answered the door. Depending on whether she wanted to welcome in the person at the door, she would greet them with either, Oh, I just got home. Come on in. Or, Oh, I'm just leaving. Since we live in an age where people don't put on hats in the same way that they did in, uh, in Lander's Day. Speak for yourself. You do not put on a bonnet when you go out in the same way that, that Ann Landers in her day. You don't. This is not a bonnet that you're wearing right now. This is a toque. Oh, that's right. I'm betooked. You are betooked um, and tooked. Um, but in a certain era, a woman didn't leave the house without a hat on. And so that's the era that she's writing for. I would say the modern equivalent is to throw on your jacket. I would argue, though, that there are people, though, who do leave a house with a hat. Sure, I do, because my head's my head's often cold, or the sun is shining, and I could burn. Right, delicate dome there. So it could work for you. I have a delicate dome. No, you have a delicate little dome. Protect it. That's my mom voice, okay? It's true. But I, I get okay, I get it. I get it. I yeah. Get it. Yes. Come on. Yeah. It could work. Now. Now. So if you were not a person who wears a hat, throw on your coat. There you go. There you go. Or shoes. Shoes even. Have those little slip-ons ready to go. If you're Canadian. Ah, oh, true. Yeah. If you're okay. Canadian, then we take off our shoes in the house like civilized people. Okay. Yeah, thank you. I didn't want to say anything. Oh, I get to be the bad guy because the Americans listening would be like, what? I know. Americans, stop. <laughs> stop it. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, come at me, message me. I'll talk you through it. Have slippers. Okay. <laughs> Socks. I don't care. <laughs> We're so off topic. <laughs> I know. I know. Let's, back to let's get back. Let's get back up. Back to it. Rain it in. Rain it in. Okay. So now. I went a little a little south with this one and I found I found an article that more so focuses on house guests that are overstaying their welcome. So they've just been staying there a long time. Like it is something that should have been two days turns into two weeks. However, the advice, like some of the suggestions they're giving, you know what? Let me just read them. Okay. There we go. One one suggestion, assign chores. No one wants to come stay at your house only to be put to work. If you have an unwanted house guest, give them chores and lots of them. Insist that anyone who stays in your home must contribute. Vacuuming, taking out the trash and laundry are tasks that no one expects to have to do when they're on vacation. Can you imagine... If it wasn't like somebody staying near your house, but they came over for tea or coffee and they dropped in and you were like, oh, hey, sure. Come on in. Could you just I'm in the middle of doing some chores. Could you I mean, you're going to if you're here, could you vacuum and take out the trash? And also, could you put the laundry in for me? There'd be a dust trail out that door. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually brilliant. Yeah. But if you're staying long term with someone. Like, you know, again, two days and turning into a week or two? I don't know. I don't know. First off, <laughs> as a person who has traveled, I have rarely stayed with other people. And I have stayed with other people for short periods of time. There are very few people with whom I am comfortable enough to stay for longer than a night or two. Right? And when I travel, I am not interested in staying at somebody's house. That is not a vacation for me. I understand other people's mileage may vary, but like, yeah. I know it's not a thing for me. I know it's weird. I don't like it. Don't like it. Okay, the next piece. Lie to them 
One way to get rid of unwanted guests is to tell them that you're expecting other guests and you need the and you One way to get rid of unwanted guests is to tell them that you're expecting other guests and you need the guest room to be vacant. This may not necessarily be true, but they don't know that, do they? This is definitely not an ideal solution, but neither is having them grow roots in your house. I would I am not one to necessarily advocate lying to people that you like. Okay. But there are better lies than that. Absolutely. And again, we are very much the say what you need camp. Yes. Yes. We were trying to be like, say what you need. And I know that it's hard to say. When you arrived, you said that you were staying for two nights and it is now two weeks. I'm going to need you to go. Yep. Yeah, we know that lying is tempting, <laughs> but there's a, there's got to be another way. There's got to be a way that is not lying, because well, unless because you know part of the problem with lying and that lie in particular is yeah. like now that you have have opened yourself up to questions about oh who's coming do I know them tell me about them like details and if you are not a person who can think well on your feet you're gonna be like uh 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 mm-hmm. you don't know them yep. And it's not worth having to go to improv classes to get that done. That's a lot of effort. It's so much effort. So much effort. (laughs) Fun. Fun effort. Great skill. If you you enjoy it, it's fun. But it's a lot of effort just to be able to do this lie. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Okay, you're back. Might have been my internet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the last one. Offer to gather their stuff. Play the role of a good host and offer to gather your house guests belonging from around the house. This assures visitors that it's time to go. Ask questions to confirm their departure, like, would you like me to arrange transportation for you to the airport? (laughs) (laughs) Now, now. You know what? This can also work if somebody has just dropped in and you're ready for them to go because you can just walk around and like, pick up their bag and put that on their lap and be like, and get their coat and like hold it up and be like, Hey, did you need any help getting to the airport? Just always, always ask if they need help getting to the airport, whether they live around the corner or not, just be that weirdo. Now I did this and it worked and you know something it was it like, okay, story time, everyone story time. Here we go. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready for story time. I'm ready for story time. Oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, have you ever seen that Seinfeld episode where Elaine has a guest with her and she just can't stand him? Yeah. And he he misses his flight and she's like just trying to get him out and she works her ass off to get this person away. That was me. Step one, gather their crap. Out it goes. So this person was like insinuating that they would stay a couple more days. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. I can't like I I got plans like it's it's just really not a good time. And they're like, oh, okay, no problem. No problem. But they were dragging their feet on getting their stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I started grabbing it. I started grabbing their stuff from the bathroom and I pulled it in. They're like, oh, 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 do you want me to like do I do you want to start packing? And I'm like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just, for the, you know, just because I, I don't know when your bus is coming. And they were like, oh, it's not coming for a bit. And then I said, really? Let me check your ticket. That bus was coming in 15 minutes. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This was the story. This is the one I've been waiting for. Not only did I say, first of all, your bus is going to be here in 15 minutes. So haul ass, buddy. I did. I did. I said, second of all, you're going to pack and I'm going to get that st- that car started. So, like, he packed all of his crap in less than five minutes. I got in that car. The second his foot got in and the door, like, not even, the door didn't even click and I'm already out the driveway. And I live five minutes from downtown. I got him there. His bus just rolled in and he's like, oh, it was such a fun weekend. Are you like, are you sure you don't need some company? I'm like, no, out you go. Bye-bye. Good day. Good day, sir. I did it. Gathering things, although I'm not too sure how I feel about this whole article and some of the advice, that one works. I have a question about this story. Mm-hmm. 
Was this someone who believed themselves to be a potential suitor? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to get that out. You got to get that oh, out. That was the urgency right there. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, for sure. <laughs> for sure. You got to get them out the house. Did we learn anything today? You know, I I learned a few tips and tricks. I learned, you know, I was reminded about gathering, but then I was also reminded that the boundary in itself is a really great way to just ward off the unwanted guests. And and saying what you need, honestly, it's not rude. It's not. And if they take it as rudeness, guess what? They're not coming back. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And remember, I mean, at this at this point, if somebody is not texting you before they drop in, they're no friend of yours at all. In this day and age, if they're not texting just to say, hey, I'm around the corner. Are you free? And they don't drop in 10 minutes later because you didn't respond. Like, this is not a friend to you. Mm. No, they don't have their priorities straight. No, they don't even. They have really their, don't. They don't even have their heads on straight. No, there's etiquette. Listen, etiquette changes. It's arbitrary. It has ebbs and flows. Right now, we're in a decade where somebody needs to text, not call, not call. No, no. Texting, calling is even borderline rude now. Calling is rude. Don't call me. Don't call me. unless I mean. Here's the thing. You can call as long as you understand that I am unlikely to answer and that you should leave a voicemail and I will determine whether or not I need to call you back or if the information has been imparted in the voicemail. That's all I need. That's it. And keep it sweet and short. Don't leave me most, in awful. No, mostly short, mostly sweet, mostly short. Just always get to the point. In fact, you know what? Don't leave a voicemail. Just text. Yeah, just text. It's better that way. <laughs> just a reminder to everyone that this is a show that, that Jess and I give to you out of the love of our hearts. It's a passion project. We do this and we give you this podcast every two weeks and we don't charge you anything. We don't have advertising. We don't have sponsors. This is just something that we do because we like to, to share our stories and hear from you. It's a community that we're building. And one of the things that you, that, that you should know about creating a podcast is that there is a cost involved to us to, to do this. So we have to pay for, we pay for the website, we pay for the, the, the podcast hosting. And so it costs us money to do this. And if you really appreciate this podcast, if you like this podcast and you want to support it, you can do that by putting some money in the tip jar. You can do that either on a one-time basis, or if you wanted to, you could do it as a continuing monthly donation. If just four people were to donate $5 each month, we would cover the cost of hosting this podcast. But most of all, we are most happy that you are here and that you're listening, and we love having you as a listener. 